Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. This is part one of We Are LA Tech's cryptocurrency micro series. And I'd love to welcome Kinsey, who is joining us to discuss cryptocurrency here in LA Tech. Kinsey, what is your specialty and how can people connect with you? So I am director of BizDev at Start Engine, which is an equity crowdfunding platform. And you can reach me at Kinsey at startengine.com. That's K-I-N-S-E-Y at startengine.com. Amazing. So check out this part one and be sure to tune in to part two. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast. You guys have been asking me left and right for cryptocurrency talk, and I know nothing about crypto. So I have our amazing foe CTO, Ira Herman, who's absolutely passionate about cryptocurrencies. You said, can you please put crypto in the We Are LA Tech Slack? And you talk to me about crypto on the street, and I just... Never know what to say. So I decided to bring in my fabulous friend, also a Wheelie Tech Club member, and just an amazing, phenomenal woman in tech, Kinsey, to the Wheelie Tech podcast to talk all things crypto. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so Ira is going to be co-hosting with me, and then Ira is going to be guest hosting a whole micro series on what we're going to call Crypto Fridays on the Wheelie Tech podcast to kind of find out what's going on in the crypto world in LA Tech. But we thought we'd start off kind of on this discussional episode. Is discussional even a word? I don't know. It is now. (laughs) English Uh, is a made-up language. So, first of (laughs) all, let's talk about if there's people like this girl right here, someone who doesn't know much about crypto, someone that was told about Bitcoin forever ago and could have completely put their money into Bitcoin when Bitcoin was really not a known thing and supposedly be a billionaire today because of it. And so I've been totally resistant to everything crypto. What would you educate me about? Let's start. How would you educate me about the, what is cryptocurrency? What is cryptocurrency? And why am I seeing Bitcoin ATMs at bakeries? All right. So I, I think, what is Bitcoin? Why didn't you get into it? There's a lot of questions here. Why didn't you get into it in the beginning? Uh, because who knew that it was going to take off, really? And hindsight is twenty twenty. So first of all... Uh, most people don't know, you know, didn't know. I didn't know back then either. Yeah. Uh, no sense in kicking ourselves for it. What is cryptocurrency? Basically, it's a digital currency uh, designed to be like a dollar or like like cash, uh, spendable in a either anonymous or semi-anonymous way, but a way that you can transfer it from one person to another digitally on a computer, on a phone. Uh, etc. And so kind of the big innovation there is the invention of the blockchain where most things exist on the internet where if I sent you a file, you could copy that file as many times as you want. So I don't know if you give me the file back if that was the only one in existence or if you have multiple ones somewhere else. But with Bitcoin and with other cryptocurrencies, what's interesting is there's actually a system so that if I send you a Bitcoin, that's the only one. Uh, it takes the one out from my wallet and it puts it in yours. And then if you then try to send it to someone else, then you don't have it anymore. 
So it's a way to transfer something digitally where you know there's not another copy of it or you can't just generate a bunch for yourself or what they call like double spend them. And what makes the both of you experts in cryptocurrency or what is your specialty in cryptocurrency? Kinsey, why don't you kick that off? Okay, I I will first say I don't know that there really are experts in this particular field at this point because so everybody has so much to learn. So when we say expertise or experts, um, I, I think that's got to be a little bit conditional. Um, even the people who have who are crypto billionaires, they're always trying to learn more. And at least from the conversations I have. I know very few people who really think they know everything about this because it's super mysterious. Um, yeah, everyone's a genius when the market's going up. But, right? what, is, but what is your specialty? <laughs> okay, so what I know, um, I know all about regulated ICOs. So that's when a new coin comes out. Um, I know a lot about how those companies that are launching those coins um, can legally release those coins. Um, through some of the Jobs Act laws that um, allowed for crowdfunding of investment. Which is super important, too, because this is this is new territory. It's a new technology. It's kind of the Wild West. Governments and regulators are trying to wrap things around this to figure out how to regulate this, how to tax this. Um, and it's interesting. We're, we're in a, like a brave new world, and I think this is like a historical moment and there's not a lot of clarity. Even these like crypto billionaires don't know how this works or what the laws are going to be. And what is your experience? Why are you someone to talk about cryptocurrencies? Uh, so I, I, my experience is uh, I am a developer. Um, I do some programming with blockchains, with like Ethereum um, especially, and uh, and understand kind of the a lot of the mechanics of how those tokens work. I also am a crypto enthusiast. I just think it's a really cool technology. And I know a bunch of people who work in the space and we collaborate on things. And uh, I built something that tells you the real-time prices of any cryptocurrency on any of the major exchanges through uh, Facebook Messenger, Slack, and Telegram. Right and now. how can people access that? Uh, I can go to coinbot.co. That's C-O-I-N-B-O-T dot C-O. And uh, there's links to install it right there. And there's also a little uh, video and screenshots of exactly what we can tell you the prices. And we can do conversions, like how much is 0. 0.0027 Bitcoin right now in U.S. dollars. And CoinBot will tell you. And you could even access that on the We Are LA Tech Slack. If you go to wearelatech.com slash VIP, you could access the cryptocurrency Slack channel. It has it there, too. Yes. Go, Kinsey. Mike, you could see the question on my yeah. face. I was wondering if your bot, does it tell me all the different exchanges, the multiple different prices, or is it an average? Both. So uh, there's, we're always adding new exchanges. Currently, it tells you the price on, or, or we're taking into consideration the price on 14 different exchanges. Uh, so we've got pretty much every coin and token that's out there. If you ask it just the price, it'll average those together and give you the price. Or there's a market glance command. You can you can say price and then the name like BTC for Bitcoin or ETH for Ethereum. Uh, and it'll show you a list of the top five or six exchanges and the current price on those exchanges. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I didn't know that was there. Awesome. I'm really excited. I go on that Slack channel. I just didn't know about that. 
That's awesome. Yay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Coinbot is in the We Are LA Tech Slack, so you can message Coinbot directly, or you can jump into the cryptocurrency channel and issue the commands, and Coinbot will chime in with the answers in the chat. And now, Kinsey Start Engine, who you work with, is super into cryptocurrency. So, can you tell us a little bit about where their positioning is in the cryptocurrency? Do we call it industry? Sure, sure, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there's still, there's a lot of lingo floating around. Um, some people are very passionate about the different lingo, but I'll take whatever. <laughs> um, so what's interesting about Start Engine is we have always, we have from the beginning of these new laws that came out of the Jobs Act, which was 2012, uh, they came into effect in 2015, 2016. And Start Engine has been in the world of online investing um, under these specific laws, which allow for anyone to invest and they don't require the investors to be accredited. We've been doing that for uh, a couple of years now. Right. Um, this past summer, the SEC sort of dropped a bomb on the crypto community in a way when they made a big statement um, about the fact that there were ICOs out there out there selling what they considered to be a security, which is a highly regulated um, thing. And they were doing them in unregulated fashion. And, and that's illegal. And what's an ICO? Oh, so an ICO is an initial coin offering. Um, sometimes people might refer to it as a, an initial token offering or just a token offering. Um, but they're all we're all talking about the same thing there. Even TGE is a popular new term, token generation event. Yes, the token generation event is is an interesting one. Yeah, <laughs> but they're all that. That's what they all they all mean it. Uh, the same thing. So. That was in July that the SEC started talking about it. And that's the world that Start Engine has been in this whole time. Uh, and we started getting a ton of people asking us, how do I do this? I have to suddenly my plan to just go out there and generate a bunch of tokens and raise a bunch of money has been um, is is got a flaw in it, which is that the SEC is going to come after me and I might be like in jail or right. something. So how do I do this? What are the laws? What can I do? Um, and we attended started attending events around here in LA in the crypto beach community. <laughs> and I remember the first one, it was crazy because I was there with our CEO, Howard Marks, and we were sitting And Howard there. Marks is a very significant person in the tech industry. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. his background? Yeah, sure. So Howard co-founded Activision out of his dorm room in Michigan. Insane. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, it's a, it's a bit of a story you can look up. It's a, an unusual co-founding. But anyway, that became a, you know, a billion dollar company. Um, his mentor was Steve Wynn of Wynn Hotels. Um, later he went on to found Acclaim Games, which sold to Disney. And then he founded Start Engine here in LA um, with a goal of helping to create L an LA tech community. And he funded over 60 companies with Start Engine, which was an accelerator at the time. Right. And then um, as it became clear that these laws, which were being written and legislated, um, we're actually going to be usable and we're going to require some private businesses to help make them work. Um, Start Engine pivoted and became a funding portal under regulation crowdfunding and an intermediary under regulation A+. We don't need to get into that sort of technical <laughs> speak here. But um, yeah, you can go to startengine.com to learn a little bit more about those regulations if you care to. We're going to um, talk more just about how they actually work. Cool. Um, but anyway... The important thing is that yeah. Howard and I were at this event and there were these um, lightning pitches and people were so excited. and It was really cool. And people were tipping with Bitcoin with, to the bartenders. And, um, and it was a, this beautiful office in this well-funded company. And it had been funded through um, uh, an ICO. And 
we started learning a little more and we found out how much people were spending on their lawyers to tell them that they didn't have a security. And what it sounded like to us was that they had a security. And so and we work with the SEC all the time. And uh, our under our expectation was that the SEC would, of course, think this is a security. Right. And it doesn't really matter how much you pay a lawyer even if it's half a million dollars, which yeah. is how much it was. Yeah. Um, That's insane. It's, it's so much money. Um, that doesn't change what is true. So um, you're still selling a security. And if the SEC decides that they want to come knocking on your door, they can do so at any time. They can do it two or three years from now when you've spent all the money. And uh, you're going to have to pay those lawyers again to help you deal with the SEC, right? Right. So you're better off so much easier so much easier to just follow the rules in the first place. Yeah. You still have to pay a lawyer. It's going to be a fraction of that cost. Right. In the, uh, initially, and you're going to be just right registering and letting the SEC know what you're doing, following their rules. And look, you could make a mistake while you do it, but the results of making a mistake while you're clearly trying to follow the rules are going to be so much less. But all of these logistics pertain to having an initial coin offering. Yes. So, okay. So this is for someone who wants to create a currency. Exactly. Okay. So, or so, wait, any of us could create a currency? Yeah. In fact, you come could, on. No, you could. Like, even, I could I create have. the We Are LA Tech Dollar. Oh, yeah. Not only could you create <laughs> I it. I could do it tomorrow if you, you want. What? You, no, you could do it right now. What? You could. I mean, well, no, not right now because you'd have to write, you'd have to get some, do some important legal stuff. Legal yeah. stuff. Yeah. We but, could do it technically, but. but yeah. We'll wait for the legal. What? Yeah, it's very easy to make them. Also, you don't even have to make it to sell it. You can just draw up a contract or just copy a contract um, that is a, a secure agreement for future tokens. And so you're going to sell the right to the tokens that you're going to make. Yeah, I think as far as the token goes, there's we could technically generate a spree tokens today if we want to. Duh. Or we, we are LA totally tech tokens. tokens. And then we could send them around between each other to other people who have an Ethereum wallet and it would be relatively okay, easy to do it. What's but Ethereum? E- Ethereum is, uh, it's a blockchain and a cryptocurrency. Oh, fuck. So you guys, Bitcoin, I give up. <laughs> blockchain, <laughs> cryptocurrency, all these terms. I feel like we need to do some like basic groundwork. Yeah, here. can we do a groundwork thing? I don't know what Ethereum, I don't know about well, blockchain. Remember, well, you probably don't remember, but the last time I was on your podcast, yeah. we talked about how it all started with the Great Depression. Yeah. And today we're going to sort of, it sort of all started there, but what's going on today in um, the, as far as the regulations right. and the blending of regulation and what's happening, right? Actually, it all started with the recession. So we go back to 2008, and the U.S. and then you know the whole world has this major crisis, right? This financial yeah. crisis. But the U.S. and the whole world are full of all these smart people who are out there trying to solve problems, right? Yeah. So every startup, they say, someone told me once, has to have a hacker and a hipster, and a hustler. And I think this is actually a great analogy for what's happening right now and what was happening in 2008. 2008, we've got a financial crisis. Things are bad, really bad, all over the place. So you've got, imagine three different groups not looking at each other, not really knowing much about each other. Everyone's coming up with a solution. And I bet there's a lot of other people coming up with solutions uh, as well that I don't know about. Um, But necessity is the mother of invention. And the cool thing about that recession, if there's a cool thing about a recession, is that 
it was the first major financial crisis with the internet as we know it. Right. So you could actually come up with really new and cool ways of solving for this fresh problem. Um, financial problems aren't new, but this this whole internet of possibilities right. uh, was new. So imagine that you have first, let's start with the hacker. Uh, the hackers are going to be what we know today is the cryptocurrency community. And the first one is going to be Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, did I pronounce that right? Yeah, I, I think that was perfect. Okay, perfect. So Satoshi Nakamoto is, who knows? I mean, it, who knows? It's a it's a guy, it's a girl, it's a man, a woman, a, possibly an a bunch of people. Yeah, it's some sort of an Satoshi is is an entity that creates for itself a new Su- currency pseudo name, huh? Pseudo name. Yeah, for yeah. Someone. Who knows? So anyway, the hacker is Satoshi, um, who you guys probably have covered, um, who creates a new currency that is Bitcoin, and says, okay. Whatever's going on, I don't know. Nobody knows very much about this entity. Uh, but in my imagination, this is uh, someone who's saying, hey, I don't like anything about this financial system. I don't even like the money. I'm going to make a new one. And so there you have uh, Bitcoin. And it's a way where I can pay you um, a spree. And I do it by just saying I paid you and writing it down in the blockchain and then it gets saved. And now you have that money that you can pay with somebody else. And it's really just like a, a ledger of balances. Yeah. So that starts happening. And uh, and I discovered in 2009. That's when you, okay. <laughs> so you're feeling sad right now. That's okay. And you're like, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I was like, no, it's fake money. No, what I said is like, what I said is I've lost money in the stock market. No, thanks. Mm. Well, hey, that could have been a great decision. Hindsight's crystal clear. Yeah. Now I think I always invest a grand in anything. Yeah. <laughs> a grand you here, a grand a, there. I got a bridge to sell you. Do you have a grand to invest in? <laughs> okay. So that's our hacker. We're going to leave him for a second or her or it. And we're going to move on to our hipsters. Hipsters. Uh, they are some entrepreneurs who are trying to help people fund projects and money is harder to come by because it's a tough time economically. So um, there's that sort of age old like uh, community collection plate where you collect money from the community and you build something from that. But now you have the internet so your community can get way bigger and it can get really specific to what you want to do. So I'm talking of course about the rewards based crowdfunding uh, platforms, Kickstarter and Indiegogo. They're founded at this time too. So these are our hipsters and they are um, making this whole crowdfunding thing work, surprisingly. And there's a lot of cool innovation that comes out of that. Um, the pre-sale idea. So you buy a skateboard, but it hasn't even been built yet. So you're buying the skateboard now. I'm raising a million dollars worth of skateboards, but I haven't actually made them yet. I'm going to take the million dollars you pay me, and then I'm going to make the skateboard. So that allows you to build a business. Reminds me of four-hour workweek style. It's uh, except not faking that it actually exists. It's just like, hey, we're going to build this. And then you go, I'm going to buy this. This is cool. Pay the money. And then that funding goes to A, determine whether it's something people are going to want or not. And then B, to actually fund the production. Yeah, exactly. So the traditional model then would be you write a business plan, you raise a bunch of money, and then you create the product after that. So this kind of flips it on its head, which I think is a cool way to do it. Yeah. 
So, um, so that's so now you've got these hipsters. So they're they're building this system, and pretty much what they're doing is following the rules of of investing. So nobody's actually buying a stake in these companies. They're just raising money, and they're kind of going around and 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 finding all these creative ways to get people to give them money. So that's the rewards crowdfunding. And again, Kickstarter and Indiegogo are the first ones there. Um, and now there's tons of platforms like that. And that's legal because you aren't owning part of the company. You're just ordering your item and then they're using the money from the ordered items to produce the items. Sure. Right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Or they're, or they're uh, using the money just to fund their album and you just gave it to them because you wanted to help them make the music. So there's, a, again, a lot of different ways that people um, can do it. So that's where, where you have the hipsters. And I'm calling them the hipsters because there's so much marketing around what they do. And they're really loud about it. And anybody who has been on social media has seen ads for these different campaigns and has heard about them and has seen companies get really successful. And then um, moving on from there, I'm going to go with the hustlers. And the hustlers are the people who are in trying to get legislation passed to improve the financial system from the government level. So you've got people who are um, who have maybe been lobbying for change for a long time, uh, even before the financial crisis. Um, but now that there's a financial crisis, there's way more energy behind that. There are more people. It's more urgent. Um, and that's where they start writing something called the Jobs Act. It's the Jumpstart Our Business Startups Act. I didn't realize it stood for something other than like, that's a clever name, clever it's, acronym. Yeah, it's very <laughs> cute. It's like business startups plus jobs, mm -hmm. called the Jobs Act. So uh, they're writing this this act and the goal is to make it easier for businesses to get funds. And one of the major ways that uh, the processes needed to be updated was to allow for the internet to help. So you've got the hustlers out there and they're just working to change the law. Now, the hustlers and the hackers and the hipsters, hipsters yeah. they're all there in 2008, 2009 getting started with their ideas and they're working on them. Um, and so then let's say we get to about 2012. That's when the Jobs Act is actually passed. And then the legislation starts um, starts being written on exactly how do the rules function because this was so complicated that you couldn't just sign it and change the law. You had to sign it and then say, okay, guys, tell us how this is actually going to work. How are we actually going to help businesses um, in, in these kind of specific ways we want to do it? But what's the actual functionality? Um, by this time, you've seen some really successful crowdfunding campaigns. Um, they've been raising millions of dollars. And the, they're so loud about it. These hipsters are so loud about it that the hustlers in the legislation, they see that and they model a lot of the law after what they see in the rewards crowdfunding space. So a lot of the laws actually are reflected um, just sort of you can tell it's with that in mind that you would use platforms and there would be comment sections and uh, the rules are looking at the successful rewards campaigns and creating a space for investment in companies. Well, meanwhile. The hackers, nobody knows that the hackers are there. They are in their own world. And they're actually taking it in a completely different direction from the legal space. They're, the cryptocurrency is getting really popular on the dark web and is being used for criminal activities, <laughs> as well as for fun, but also for a lot of criminal activities. So um, it's, it's completely unregulated. It's like the Wild West. Um, there's a lot going on there that is just kind of out there. People are experimenting. Um, and people start having the first token offerings. So there was Bitcoin, but now there can be Ripple and MasterCoin. And that happens around the same time, around 2011, 2012. 
So they're growing, they're changing, and they're finding their own way to fund businesses. And I don't know, maybe they knew what was happening with the Jobs Act. Maybe they weren't paying attention to that either. But the people at the Jobs Act, I'm pretty sure, didn't know what was going on because a few of them were, that were working on that have told me they had no yeah. idea that any of this was happening. I think it's it's an one of the things is laws are catching up to this because it's such a new thing, both the technology and the practice of it. But then also a lot of it has happened internationally. That's true. So the Jobs Act is is affecting the U.S. Uh, and then each country is kind of figuring out their own policies. Right. But the re- Yes, that's true. But the reason that I think it's so important to look at 2008 and 2009 is to is that the perspective from the crypto community tends to be that the laws are catching up, that there isn't anything that's been created, that, you know, our government is a big dinosaur that needs to be like updated. And it is true that it moves a lot slower. But what I think is super important is that they started at the same time. So there's been a lot of solutions to this that are being worked on at the same time. So it's not like the government was just going on as before and then said, oh, what's going on with cryptocurrency? Let us come in and slow it down and make it worse. Like mm. that's that's a perspective that I get a lot from people who have been following um, you know, Bitcoin and blockchain for a long time. Um, and that's not really accurate. And I think it's super important for people to realize that because then it helps everybody work together more, more collaboratively. Be sure to tune in to part two featuring Kinsey continuing on the discussion about securities, regulations, and all that other good crypto stuff to make sure you're legit. To join in the conversation and chat with me and other crypto enthusiasts, check out the crypto channel on the We Are LA Tech private Slack at wearelatech.com slash VIP. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not the opinions of We Are LA Tech or their participants and are subject to change. The content of the show, the videos, website, and all related works are provided for entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to be, nor does it constitute financial investment or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to investing, finances, trading, or anything else based on this content without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to buy, sell, or trade any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent financial advisor. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.